Coming to you from magnificent downtown Spokane, it's the Queer Centric, providing all your needed entertainment value with twice the sass. Thanks to your host, Queerly Johnny. Hey, welcome to another amazing edition because it really is always just more and more awesome when you come and listen to the Queer Centric. We're very excited because we have a, a special guest. I would like to say in studio, but we'll take him on. You're not the talking phones. about me, are you? Yeah, no. <laughs> Disregard Tom. But I want to say before we get into things, I wanted to bring him on early because I wanted to be part of every part of our conversation because I miss him. Uh, I'm just going to say uh, the great, the extraordinary musician. Uh, if you've been out and about you in L.A., especially, you might have, have heard him. But Glass Battles, I'll call him Mr. Battles. Hey, how are you? Hi, Miss Battles, if you're nasty. Exactly. Thank you for picking up my reference. I'm so old. <laughs> Uh, thank you for for taking time you're a kind of busy man these days well always but these days because you have a new album and a new song coming yeah yeah yeah. i have a new song new album it's it's kind of all slowly coming together but yeah it's been a a relatively busy ride so far which is amazing i I mean i do want to say you are the king of spook pop and for (laughs) listeners who have no idea tell us what that means because it's the perfect season i'm just saying it is. The thing is, I think a lot of people usually think that I make kind of just like full gothic like type of music. But to me, I, spook pop has always meant, you know, sort of any any theme musically that's a little left of center. It could be like a, you know, I think sentimentality is spooky. I think holding on to the past is spooky. And I think that, you know, like obviously like darker elements. And I think, you know, being honest with your emotions can feel you know, at least at times feel a little bit spooky. It's sort of like a a grand coverall, but it's, you know, essentially it's just, it's kind of what you would expect from pop music with a kind of a a different twist in certain elements. I feel like there's a lot of deeper emotional, you know what I mean? When I listen to your music, that's what I think about. Or or lines that come to mind, of course, meet me in the park at dawn. I mean, all of these, I love the visuals in your music. And and that tells me that spook pop, because it's so, like it's very connected to emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, darling. I mean, I'm just... People listen to me. Go check out everything that he's ever done. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. I play it a lot in my house. So I'm super excited that in the very near future, you have the new single, Narcissist, mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. coming out that we've been lucky enough. You sent it to us, but we can't... Listen, we're not going to tell you people, but you should watch it. I mean, you, we could talk about it for sure. I just I can't preview it yet because it's no, not, not done. Yet. And that would be... I'm just some too... To oh, OCD. I'm I love that we were able to... And it'll never come out, basically. <laughs> you have had to wrestle with that part of your personality, and you still release music, so I feel like you have a, a handle on it. But Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> tell us what it is... What, tell us about Narcissist, and tell us what, what, what kind of sparked it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if I should be telling that story, but no, it's... Uh, <laughs> It basically it's it's sort of started out as talking about a specific individual who I will not name, but um, it's essentially just it's it's being in the presence of a narcissist and kind of being taken advantage of, and it's sort of like I wrote it at a very very angry time, yeah, and so it was just kind of like you know, and it felt really weird because I usually kind of was like I like I like to like the the first album that I put out, like I kind of was trying to obscure things and like turn it into like sort of like a fantasy story type of thing but with the newer music i'm kind of just like actually just recording like how i feel and speaking from an honest place because it's you know that catharsis was missing sort of for the first album because you know like if you're trying to like kind of like make something so vague that people can't really put their finger on it eventually like you're not you know you're not you're Mm -hmm. not getting that amazing catharsis from those moments so but yeah it's essentially just kind of like you know uh, an fu to people that take advantage of other people and kind of you know, I f- kind of like I calling mean, them out for their shit. You know, yeah. I feel like if I can relate to this, then a lot of people can relate to this. And I think if anybody much. doesn't like the song, I think it's because it speaks about them maybe a little bit too <laughs> exactly, much. Exactly. Maybe. Yes. I'm like, there's a reason why you don't like the song. You <laughs> narcissist. Available on Spotify. <laughs> Do you think the pandemic, the lockdown, the you had COVID, all of that? played into this deeper part of the music that you're do- that you're releasing now you're letting the of anger course. out all of that yeah and like a lot of sadness a lot of anger a lot of feelings of like isolation and emptiness and you know a lot of joy too like unbridled joy and whatever 
yeah. personal sexual tension from being locked away. Oh you know, God. it's just and yeah. everything. You know, like it's it's it was COVID and then it's monkeypox. Like you know, like the yeah. the idea of like a sex life just gets further and further away. I know. <laughs> so it's just it's, kind it's of, like just we fine. all have to go to uh, the, basically like the that what's that video you do? Um, oh, where your friend is a uh, just like a hologram. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's, you know, but and I think it's what's interesting is that my the visuals that I have coming out for everything for this album for the last two singles, Violetta and Darling, are even more fantastical and even more kind of crazy. But because I wanted to balance like visuals that were like really out there and like really, really kind of, you know, heavily influenced by like cyberpunk and science fiction and that kind of thing. But I wanted the songs to be very from a really honest place and have that balance that way. It's not just, you know. It's not full escapism. It's it's also, you know, you're getting an actual person's perspective as well as, you know, kind of getting the the takeaway where you get to disappear into another world type of thing. Well, and you were uh, last year, did I, I? I mean, if people know you and have read anything about you um, or <laughs> I know because also because I'm friends with you, but uh, you got to do an exciting thing because one of the people you've looked up to, of course, is Shirley Manson. Yes. And of yeah. garbage for for mm-hmm. those of us of that generation. And like for those who don't have any taste, she's a singer <laughs> of garbage. Right. Well, you got to tour. <laughs> right. You got to be yeah. on stage with her. <laughs> yeah, which is still, I'm still. I feel like I'm still like mentally catching up to that because it just was like, I mean, it was just so crazy. Like it's, I still can't believe it happened. I literally can't believe it happened. I mean, we got connected very sort of like third party ish in 2020 because Billboard did an article about like, you know, rising artists get to interview their idols or oh. ask questions to their idols basically. So that was surreal in its own. And I was like, at that point, I like, you know, was like, I guess I am going to die this year because this is <laughs> happening. You know, this is, they've been my favorite band since, you know, since they, since their inception in like, you know, 1995. Yeah. So, and then a couple of years later, you know, we built a very lovely sort of casual rapport on social media. And then I got a, I got an email from CAA. For those who don't know, is Creative Artist Agency. It's like the yes. one of the biggest, if not the biggest, agency in the world. And I got an email from them to my Gmail account because I don't have a manager or an agent or anything. And they were like, the subject line was "correct booking contact." And I was just kind of like, and I was literally like, I thought it was one of those spam emails where I'd go oh, yeah. be like, "Your horoscope for the month of October <laughs> was signed up now." Blah blah blah. And I was just kind of like, they're like, "Hi, is this the right booking contact?" And I was like. For what? Because <laughs> like, I didn't know, like, cause it's also my personal, it's glass battles, you know, at gmail.com. I don't know right. why I, I just said that now everybody has my email address. Everybody's but... going to be, yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm going to be swamped. No. <laughs> but, um, and I was just like, yes. And then, you know, I didn't hear anything from, I didn't get a response right away. And then eventually I got a call from the head of music at CAA and the head of touring or whatever. And it was just such a surreal conversation because I kind of knew, and I have my friend. Dalton is a dear friend is he's like kind of like he's very much a sleuth and very much like you know he's the person who'll be like I'm gonna figure this out we're gonna figure out what's going on and he was just like he's like so I just read this article he's like I he was like super excited he's like it was I can't remember what it was like Variety Vanity Fair or something it was like and Shirley Manson talks about her agent at CAA oh and it's the same person's name that you had mentioned so I'm pretty sure the garbage is gonna ask you to go on tour and I was like stop I'm like I'm like do not put that in my head right you know because at that point, too, I'm like, now I'm, like, freaking out. So I'm like, maybe that is what it is. And then, like, you know, suddenly, like, you know, let me tell you, like, you know, long story short, obviously it happened. But, um, yeah. like, the imposter syndrome, like, it, oh, it yeah. caught the fuck up, like, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like, f- from, like, moment one, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, and they probably made a joint mistake. <laughs> you know? They're going to figure it out any moment. Seriously. No, but but I bet to be able to even uh, share the same stage, spend any time, that had to have been crazy. It was insane. It still is insane, you know? And, like, I I have to say that, like, and this is not just because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of garbage for many reasons. You know, like, I'm not not a type of listener. I I don't just like follow stan culture it's not like no matter what they put out i will love it it's kind of like right. i've you know i'm a fan of garbage because of everything that they've put out everything has been yeah. just kind of like one ups the uh, ups the ante every single time every album sort of like expands on a new perspective and it's always yeah. fresh and it's always so much them and it's always inspired me to kind of like not 
you know, try hard to follow whatever the, the right. biggest commercial trend will be. But anyways, but no, they were the entire band, Shirley, Butch, Duke, and Steve, and the entire crew were amazing. Uh, Jason and Levi were the part of the tour management team as well. And then Billy Bush, uh, who's a part of the the team as well. And he's actually Shirley's husband was also just incredibly mm. just, they were, they were so kind. They put all of us at ease and, this was my first experience like that. And the same yeah. for my, my bandmates of this degree. Like we've all like done versions of like playing shows and done like little mini tours that we've booked ourselves, but like, we've never been around so many esteemed and so many right like actual professionals. And like, they just treated us like, you know, it just was, there was not a moment of like, there was no ego and it was kind of cool because I was just like, you know, I'm like, you guys have no idea how terrible I am. <laughs> but <laughs> I actually, no, this was, is what, now I'm going to put into the universe, uh, we need a collab now between you and Shirley. I mean, listen, I'm not <laughs> saying anything, but there's a lot of fun stuff on the album that I can't oh, quite talk about, but that's we'll so see. Cool. I mean, I'm just saying we'll see. Who knows? Right, that's we don't even, know. You know. I guess people <laughs> have to make sure they, they go uh, listen to this album just to find out. Yeah, or, or just mean. like, yeah, just yeah, follow me on whatever, Spotify or whatever. Cause... Right. Well, you really should, though, because I have your, uh, obviously, your your channel is on my Spotify, and so I'll play it at work. And so yeah. I love to do it because I'm weird, and I'm like, ooh, I want them to come ask me about this song and be like, oh, yeah, him, I know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Jonathan, like we're, I'm just, I'm sad we didn't get to spend more time together after you, before you had left and afterwards too. I think the pandemic just kind of screwed everything just up. Just screwed everything up. Like, I know. I even have a car now. So, I mean, I could have been there, but it's going to happen listen. because I don't believe in, in nevers or impossibles. And when you meet genuine people, people know I say this all the time, uh, keep the genuine people around you. Keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all put also, up. Also, you're not that far away now. No, like, not at all. You don't live in Iowa or anything. Right, exactly. No offense to Iowa, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm No offense to Iowa. I've been lost in a cornfield in Iowa and found a Taco Bell. That's all I'm saying. It gets weird. I mean. Yeah. It was the most high-tech Taco Bell I've ever seen. So they hide them in cornfields, apparently. That's what I mean. Also, my my dog's also chiming in. I know. I said, see, she's trying to support. She's like, I have something to say about Iowa. (laughs) Right? And I'm telling you, you have many. I love you. I, I was reading uh, a billboard interview with you and I do, I learned things I didn't know. So one of them is not only is Shirley Manson, the goal to work with Shirley Manson, but also Kylie Minogue, which I think would be a dream to of work. With. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've have, I actually have like three secret Kylie Minogue like demos and I'm like, <gasps> if I pitch these to her and she's like, you know, fuck off. I'm like, I'm like, I will just somehow, <laughs> try to embody her incredible angelic oh she's amazing pop vo- vocals but yeah i mean like yeah i mean like she can do it kylie but... minogue is incredible she's oh, yeah. the queen of queen of queen of pop to me at least i also love oh. madonna but yeah of course kylie seems a little more down to earth lately oh you think than madonna <laughs> i love madonna i grew up on madonna has kylie but... shot her panties into a bin anytime recently or <laughs> and said i'm gay and i'm like weren't you <laughs> like... already i feel like Listen, I'm not she young anymore. She made a statement. She's like, yeah, in like the 80s, I talked about this a bunch. Yeah. Like a lot. Exactly. Which is why when everybody was losing their mind, I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've Sorry, been I, I steer before. us off track. Sorry. we were. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's the point, I think. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, I know. Tangents are sometimes the best part of a conversation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like. I always, I always throw a stick in the spokes while we're trying to <laughs> right. talk about normal stuff. That's a little more painful. <laughs> but this, this works. Also, this well, is a great way normal. for people to get to know the amazing uh, personality of, of glass battles. What I think is funny. So I'm reading the article in mm-hmm. uh, billboard and I'm like, Oh, see, cause I always try to use your, your stage name. Um, but I have permission now because they said both names to confuse me completely in that article. Right. So Sean, I will call you Sean as well. Um, yes. The other thing is you also have a dream to have your music in the opening of an intense TV show. I love how, how broad and random this is. What TV show would you love? I don't even know. My thing is like, I'm obsessed with two things when it comes to like any like song that's like a part of like a television show. It either would be like the opening of a show. I wouldn't like do like kind of like a really like moody crime drama, like the mayor of East town on HBO with Kate Winslet or something like something that's kind of like, you're like, yeah. Cause I mean like, that's just like, it's iconic or I, or I want to do like, 
a version, like a cover of a song. It's like the dramatic trailer version for a new show or a movie coming out kind of thing. We were like, Ooh. oh my God, they're covering blah, 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 blah. Like, right. I feel like my... this is brilliant and we need to make it happen. It's brilliant. I mean, Your I think it will eventually. I mean, a lot of people are doing that. I mean, like, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, like, there's this amazing cover of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. And I think it's... Oh. I think it's by... I think it's by a, a a group called Safari Riot are the ones that do it. And it is yeah. like the most incredible, like the production's incredible. It's so dramatic. The cinema, it's like such an, like, and once you like realize what the song actually is, like when the trailer is starting, you're like, Oh my God. I feel like all those elements to me kind of like make, I mean, like all when, you know, when you share any kind of creative mediums together, that's when things get really yeah. magical and really cool. And I feel like that's always just kind of like a fun, like it's just fun. And that's right. a lot of as what entertainment as should be. <laughs> as magic, I, 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 absolutely. <laughs> a pixie named Kylie Minogue. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the green fairy. Circle. Follow that green fairy. Exactly. I also have to say your music is very uh, cinematic anyways. It lends to that. I mean, that's why if you watch your videos, if people watch the videos of Glass Battles, they are very theatrical. You know what I mean? And they have been for a while now. I mean, what Glitchcraft, when it came out, I remember the whole package that that you released about that yeah yeah i mean so you're just I mean, like you spoke at the you were, you did the interview at the my album release party I mean, you were there from like the the moment one i know i actually tell i felt i was so honored that that you let me come and do that and i had so much fun and it was i think that was before i saw you do another show down at the study in hollywood and to see you live oh, yeah. is a whole other, you know, a performer. That's how it is to see, to know them as a person, and then to see them in their art form. They're just <laughs> something else comes out of that. And I have I love talking about that night. I, it was in West Hollywood at a candle store, right? Yeah, we did the premiere. Of, so, so my first album is called Glitchcraft Volume One, Volume One: Temptation in the Garden at Dark, and we did. Um, there's this amazing candle store, which sound, it sounds amazing. ridiculous, but like it's it's literally like you don't get how cool it is until you actually see it. Yeah, like, it does sound crazy. underwhelming. It's not Bed <laughs> Bath and Beyond, people. It's not <laughs> right. It is literally like people squirt hand so, sanitizer and soap everywhere during I'm the like, concert. It's beautiful. I'm like everybody gets like you know cucumber melon hand sanitizer when they come in. It's like you know, <laughs> right? No, but like it was like a yeah. Uh, it was an it's such an amazing space, and yeah. we had talked to uh, Anthony who. Anthony Caro, who owns Canada Delirium, yeah. I was like, you know, would you be interested if we did this here? And he was like, he was like, hell yeah! And I was like, right? oh, okay, because it's like it's crazy. There's like chandeliers and like, yeah, like just like decorations everywhere. And he goes all out. He's a super Halloween yeah. fan as well. But um, I mean, Sean is timing. up on this. He's doing the show up on this table, and he is all the whole time. I'm watching. I'm like, don't fall. It was just amazing. Like, there's nothing yeah. like. And let's be honest. Anybody who hasn't been to West Hollywood, uh, they make things way like they make them way better and way different there than they do if you're in suburbia, Spokane. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it was a it was an experience. Yeah, Candle Delirium is literally just insane. And then yeah. they also I partnered with them and I did like a limited edition of like a bunch of candles that represented different wow. elements from the album and stuff and stuff. So that was just kind of, it was like the whole thing right. was like just amazing. And the, the turnout was crazy because oh, I just, yes. I kind of expected like a few friends to show up yeah. like and you know did the rounds of inviting pretty much everybody that I knew. But yeah. like it was such a lovely turnout, and I asked Jonathan, of course, to come and do sort of like a Q and A for the album. Because did Jonathan my... show up? <laughs> he did. I actually but... did. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. So he many musicians showed up that night, which was so fun. Uh, everybody knew who you were, and I would talk to these musicians. And my favorite thing is, I would talk to one of the musicians who I've known for a while. <laughs> he didn't know who I was, and I'm like. We've gone to coffee. You've been on my show twice, bitch. What do you mean? You don't... But it was Seriously. fun because they were there. They were there to see <laughs> you. Like, but that was mm-hmm. fun because it's Los Angeles. Yeah. We've hung out twice. They're like, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, exactly. You know, as we say, that's when you know you've been L.A. Yeah. They said, I'm going to pretend we didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That did not and happen. I, say, and I do have to, I have to give my friend, my dear friend, Patrick Crowley, a shout out oh, because yeah. he was the person who essentially like facilitated and had like all of the sort of the brainstorming yep. behind the premiere stuff and he was the one who like asked me he's like we should do a q a like do you know yeah. anybody that you would want to ask and i was like i'd love to ask kylie minogue but right she's not available then <laughs> you should have told me i would have shown up in one of her short little dresses that are so cute <laughs> you just show up like on that cd that like kind of like you know turn when she's on the back of the cd from her live performance 
Oh fuck, she's amazing. Anyways, it's a gay also, thing. Also, yeah, guys. hi Patrick, because I because because of you, I met him and we had coffee. He's the nicest man ever. Just the no, nicest. He's amazing. Yeah, Incredible. everybody's he's, like, he's, what's he's going been on? So helpful. <laughs> Yeah, like, he was there for a couple of the dates on tour with Garbage too. He oh, came to a bunch of the shows just to moral awesome. support and have some fun. So that's nice. Oh, see, there is so this is what I learned. So I get teased on this show a lot because they always say I bring up LA, but I don't bring up LA because I think I'm cool. Because well, let me tell you, my experience was a little weird down there. But uh, the crazy things that happen is you will meet two types of people in LA. You meet a lot of the what you expect, very narcissistic, very, and then you meet narcissistic. These, I know, and you know, they're, it's <laughs> and, it's circle. an interesting vibe. Yeah, right. See, I'm here to support this man. Um, <laughs> and then you'll meet these genuine people that mm-hmm. are real, and I think you mm. forget they mm-hmm. exist because you've been bombarded by these people. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't need help. You have your being guard jaded. up. Yeah. I am. <laughs> that is just my life. But yeah, and of course, Patrick's one of them, and of course. Uh, Mr. Battles is also I mean, one yeah. of them. I mean, and I've been this... here, yeah, and I've been here for 17 years. So it's like when you meet somebody that you actually connect with, like in a real way, it is a special yeah. occurrence. Like, mm-hmm. oh, for I real. think, you know, it's just, it's LA has its sort of stereotypes for a reason. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't even know that they're being so completely fraudulent because they're just trying, every, there's, just, there's just such an air of like, you need to like people want so desperately to be something that like they're yeah. like I'll just be what I think people want me to be you as know, opposed yeah. to being themselves and I think you'll find that in any city but especially in a city like that like yeah, even even in even in Spokane there'll sure. be people where you're like oh yeah, yeah. I, it, this seems this feels surface level and it's probably not right. real oh, sure. and you'll find sure. those people and I'm sure that's just magnified Tom, in a place like Tom, LA. Tom, why yeah. are you looking at sure. me? When you say I, that. I'm staring straight <laughs> at you. <laughs> like Jonathan, literally the most the most fraudulent person we know is Jonathan. Exactly. Like, that's why I'm doing this show because I know that I'm gonna be getting just like nothing but like I have to create my public persona yeah (laughs) I mean it's true I do have to say so we all everybody knows I'm a super fan but I also want to say that I I learned something in reading this little 20 questions with billboard we Mm -hmm. you and I are electrocution Uh buddies I'm sorry we're what we're electrocution buddies were, were you electric? You oh, were electrocuted. I, th- I, th- yeah. I, th- I thought you said electric. I think you said electric fusion. I'm like, I don't know what that is. But it, <laughs> Isn't sure that the genre are. that you like, do for music? Right, right. It's part. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like that's my restaurant. It's electric <laughs> fusion and Thai. <laughs> I yeah. think we should open that. But you were electrocuted <laughs> on stage. Right? I was. I think it's technically like shocked it was... when you're not killed. Well, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm. On, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like maybe I am. Maybe it's Halloween. Maybe Ooh. I am. Hey, he is the king of spoop pop. He could be dead. No, we were like, like, so like very, I'll try to keep this short because I like ramble always, but we were, (laughs) we were basically, we were driving in like some sprinter that we had gotten to go down to South by Southwest. And we decided to book a couple shows on the way. And we booked in this like charming little town called Cottonwood, Arizona. And I kept calling it Cottonwood, Alabama, because it just sounded like the next. (laughs) It kind of rolls off the tongue. That It just sounded better. (laughs) <laughs> but anyways, the place was, you know, and so like it got billed as this like, you know, music festival and like they had like a really cool, like they had really cool uh like flyer and whatever. And so like we were all <laughs> very like, hell yes, this would be so cool. Like the party doesn't stop. And so we got to this really it was a really interesting venue. It was like Ooh. it was like a theater and a bar combined. And it was beautiful backstage. Like the backstage area was just kind of like in a very old theater, like the smell of oh, like nice. cedar and stuff. And it was just kind of like gorgeous but um anyway so we were playing uh we were setting up and we were doing our sound check or whatever my my bassist at the time her name is ashley and she's amazing ashley crick and um she was like setting up her bass tuning it and stuff and she went to like check something on they had like a house amp to use or whatever because we didn't want to like unload all the gear if we didn't have to and she like you know shocked her finger and she's like out and she was like is that he was like, yeah, he's like, it's like, it's Poor fine. Shadow. He's like, just be careful. He's like, it's kind of like an older like amp. So just, you know, be careful and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay. She's like, and then she was like tuning her bass and like her bass, like shocked her. Like one of the strings was like, oh my God. She was like, she was like, yeah. She's like, so <laughs> that happened. And he was like, oh, he's like, well, just, he's like, well, take a look at it. And they took a look at it, which they probably didn't do anything. And then they literally just lay, like lay their eyes on it. <laughs> yeah. They didn't look pretty much. They're like, yeah, definitely. That is definitely an amp. That's a, that's an amp and that's a bass. And then, then. <laughs> And I had, so just ridiculously, I had copper, like these giant copper cuffs on that I had like found at like a vintage store, which is all like one of the best conductors of electricity. Anyway, so like during the show, you know, we were like probably like maybe like three quarters through the set. We were playing like a mid-tempo song, kind of like an emotional song of our older 
demos and Ashley came over and she like, you know, she was playing her bass and we like had a moment just together, kind of like, you know, bonding, like, you know, like eyes being like, I love you. <laughs> and she like went to go like give me a kiss on the cheek and like my like wrists kind of just like oh. shot up, like kind of from my arms. My fingers are like <laughs> crazy looking. Oh and then like, my God. and like, I was like, I just remember I was like, I, I literally, I felt like, it's like she, she completed the circuit. So like my, I felt like electricity oh. running through my body. Oh and my Tanya, God. who's Tanya, was a uh, the other front person in the in the band as well at the time. And so I looked over at her, and she's like looking at me, like kind of like she didn't even like put two and two together. She was kind of just like, "What are you doing?" So I was like, eh. "Oh, kind of God. like." And Whoa. Ashley was like, "I could feel Ashley pulling, trying to get her lips off of my face." Or whatever. Wow! And, like, finally, finally, she did, and it was just like. Wah. <laughs> and like Tanya's like, what is going on? And like I was like, I'll be right back because I was like, you know, immediate panic attack. Oh, for real! And I like ran backstage and I was just kind of like threw my cuffs off and I was like, I'm just like just sitting there, kind of like tapping different parts of my body, being like, okay, okay, right, okay, 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 <sighs> okay, okay, and like felt super weird for the rest of the performance afterwards. Oh, no but her, me and Ashley were joking. Ashley's like, imagine like she's like, we're just sitting there like literally fusing together, and Tanya's like, what are you two doing? Pull it together, <laughs> show your professionalism, and get back to the set. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get her face off of mine, Tanya. You're like, are but we yes. married now? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm like, I think we're becoming the same. We're becoming like a Megazord at some right? point. Did you have any after effects after the show was over? And Just anxiety. That was fine. Yeah. yeah. But I got electrocuted yeah. too in 2020. I was doing some like live Zoom thing for some performance thing. And I had my like like shitty little Amazon astronaut costume on. Yeah, exactly. I just was like, you know put my wet hair in the outlet and I was like, why did this happen? No, I, like, I just like plugged in my phone and I literally like, it was like intense though. The thing is I've been shocked before and I wasn't just like, ow, it was like oh, kind no. of like a it moment really... where like I couldn't let go of my phone and I'm like, eh, isn't that the weirdest know? thing? That's you. I feel, I feel uh, scared for you that you've twice now you, you've gotten shocked. Don't in do different it. scenarios. I'm like, is this a warning or is this sort <laughs> right. of like the universe being like, you're on the right path or they're like, the scariest... you have made the wrong choice. Right. It's one of the scariest feelings when oh, i was awesome. about uh seven or eight i touched an electric fence for uh like horses oof yeah um, that'll and, and that it, it there's it's so scary because you can't see it you know it just happens to yeah. you and then it's like i don't know what i did wrong in that case i, I touched an electric fence so i knew what yeah. i did wrong but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it just it, there's no other feeling yeah. like it it's, it's weird just, yeah your whole body body yeah. is freaked That's out why my daddy right. always said don't pee on an electric fence because we're southern, but I'm like, or don't don't kiss somebody when you're wearing no, copper bracelets while playing. Don't a piss live on a robot. Yeah. Maybe don't this piss is on a robot. See, maybe this is <laughs> the thing because when I was in Arizona, yeah. in, when I was in my 20s and I was touring with my then album, uh, way back then I was at a country fair in Colorado, in Pueblo, Colorado, and I was on stage and we still had corded mics. And uh, it was raining. And I'm like, no, I'm still doing this. They're like, you don't have to do this. I'm doing the show. This is, I did not drive. I'm not doing this fair circuit for fun. I'm doing the show. Get on the show. And they said, just don't touch the mic. And I'm like, fine. But, you know, you're feeling the music. And I grabbed the right. mic and my hand. I mean, I yep. could taste battery acid. My hand That's would not. Yeah, yep. yeah. My, I had seven songs to go on my set. My hand won't come off the mic. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm finishing my set. Finished the set, yeah. walked off the stage, and passed out. The e next thing I'm, I'm awake and I'm in the EMT tent. I have but, such yeah. a question though. Like, so yeah. what are you? What performance are you doing where you're not allowed to touch the microphone? Like, I know. I'm like, dude, there's got to. And I know cordless mics. They're work. like, don't touch they the mic. It's just, yeah, but it just wasn't I'm like. They're like, well, you're just the you're just the low key outdoor artist, so we we're not gonna worry about it. But also, like, maybe just don't have the festival. Then if you don't like have a microphone that's not right, gonna electrocute people. Yeah, exactly. All the power that runs the festival goes through this microphone, so don't touch it. <laughs> right, this right. Is the it power so... of God in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. If you're gay, you sing it on there. That's Michael kill you if you touch it and you're gay. It'll shock you to death, and you're yeah. like, oh, whatever. Well, that's the weird thing. Like you were mentioning, it's your muscles just. It, they seize up. They contract and yeah. they don't uncontract. That's right. right. Uh, there, there right. are uh, videos of people almost dying, and all, nobody knows it's happening to them. People just you know touch what? something that's killing them. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Tanya all... thought I was just like having a weird, like kind of. I was like kind of looking at her with kind of like this like gnarled face with my wrists up, and she oh. kind of was like just. She was just kind of like, she's kind of like, what are you doing? You're so, you're so silly. What's your childhood kind of trauma? Like, In the church, they'd like, say, oh, the spirit's singing. taking him. <laughs> yeah, the spirit's <laughs> saying, yeah. 
That's what they missed. The spirit of Cottonwood, Arizona, y'all. <laughs> Maybe we're all dead, and we are actually doing this from beyond the veil. Listen, That'd it's the nice. Godcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, these are these are the things we like to talk about. Okay, before we get into other things, there's also some. I learned so much <laughs> about you. I was just like, what? I didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. <gasps> are you serious that you do transcendental meditation? I of course, yeah. I am. I am enthralled. That's when you move teeth from one person's mouth to the other? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Dentists yeah. have to come in. It's very special. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very intimate. How, yeah. How <laughs> long have you been doing that? Um, I've been doing that, uh, well, I think actively, I guess, probably the past, like, five, six, seven years or so. Wow. But I've been kind of, like, naturally into meditation since I was a kid. Like, I remember yeah. when I was a child, I wasn't, like, my family is... Catholic like there wasn't really like a very like new age spiritualist like vibe in the household but like I found myself meditating before I even knew what that was before before the internet even came around to tell me wow you're like 80 for for a uh, (laughs) oh I thought that was that was the meditation really that's me Um, that's my reaction no but yes for someone like me who doesn't know exactly what trend what, what that means can you can you explain what that what that means Oop, I'm losing you guys audio-wise. Oh. Can you? I, I was, uh, let, me, let me repeat. For someone like me who go. doesn't really know what that sort of meditation is, can you sort of explain what that means? Sure. So essentially, transcendental meditation, it's a, it's, it's a series of – you hit like meditation benchmarks, and it's sort of like the deeper you go into what they would call like a meditation trance or like this kind of like psychological – like it's almost like – I'm trying to think without sounding completely insane. Transcendental (laughs) meditation is essentially getting to the point of like such deep, deep, deep relaxation that your mind is a lot. Like you suddenly are able to like, like I've get a lot of creative ideas from it. I get a lot of you know, what do you call it? I would say visions, but I'm not like opening my. I'm not hallucinating. Like they're like in my mind, but you know, it's kind of essentially it's just sort of like the deepest, most elevated form of bringing your body and your mind into this sort of trance that is it's like you know, a connection deep. that is is deeper than i think most people get on a regular basis yeah no it's definitely yeah it's it it's also it takes a long time to get to a place because you know like it's it takes a lot of practice because it's you know it's like any sort of like, you know any sort of muscle yeah i'm so sorry when he's like no it doesn't <laughs> It's not that hard. <laughs> She's like, I do it every day. <laughs> like you're lying. You're a dog. No. But um, like it's 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 just very 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 deep meditation to put it into okay. like you know sort of like layman's terms. And it's a very I mean talk about I, all I think about because I meditate, but that's like one oh one compared to what transcendental meditation, which is what I wish I was disciplined enough to do. But it takes a lot of self discipline. And listen, like I have, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and I don't, you know, I don't do it all the time. I'm by no means like this, like spiritually awakened, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm kind of like spiritually half asleep, but like in a good way on this positive end. But during 2020, like I did that so, so much because I remember, you know, everybody was like, it seems like everybody was like, I'm like, we're day drinking. And I was like, I refuse to drink during the pandemic because I refuse to have a hangover during the pandemic because- I'm already like fucking crazy. I'm already think I'm going to die every second. I literally was like double gloving, double masking, going to Seven Eleven and like using. Anim- I-, I was the person that was like using hand sanitizer on every bag from the grocery yes. store afterwards. Yeah. To the point where I was like, because I also didn't realize that like you know like high levels of alcohol are like literally like, wipe off the ink <laughs> off of like all the bags and stuff. So right. I'm like, kind of just like I'm like, oh no, but I'm like, is this is this bad too? But anyways, it was just kind of like, but. So my solace was kind of at night. I would do a lot of like really, really deep transcendental meditations and got a lot of kind of, you know, self-perspective. It's essentially just kind of going deeper into your own mind and deeper into yourself. And what comes out is always interesting because essentially it's just sort of you're unlocking parts of your brain that are already there. Yeah. Which is, I think, as an, an artist of any kind, what a great tool it can be, which is why I've always wanted to do it. But right. I'll meditate and my brain is like, fuck you. <laughs> how I mean, dare you hold too, me though. hostage yeah i mean meditation sometimes is just telling your brain to shut up for an hour yeah. like it's just kind of like it doesn't have to you know exactly it's allowing yourself to kind of center and find a quiet place but transcendental is what that's my goal so when i'm 75 
You wait. I'm gonna be so good. Yeah, I mean, like it's 60 years like, oh, when you're 70. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when because she's this 15 year old is just <laughs> in his, his amazing podcast. Right. He's such uh, such life experience, and I'm an such old a mature. Soul. Yeah. I'm, I'm an so old mature for soul high school. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Uh, oh, uh, didn't you hear that we're launching a Patreon? You don't have to stand in line for that. Uh, well, how else am I going to holla or do a standing ovation or a shout out? Okay, th- those are tier levels. You don't have to physically do them. Well, maybe I want to do them. But you felt like standing out in the rainy coldness of the Northwest. Well, why are you out here then? Because you're outside the studio, you know, where we actually do the show. Oh, damn. I, I-, I just thought all these people were as excited as I am. Well, they're mostly sound engineers on break. Hey, Andy. Did you see all the fun stuff we're giving out if you pledge monthly? Oh my god, yes, and it's as low as like $3 a month. What? We have t-shirts, exclusive content, early access. Behind the scenes stuff, comedy. And people can even send us suggestions for one of our mock commercials and we will make it happen. And there's even more than that. It makes me want to join. Well, if people want to join and support us, they can do that simply by going to patreon.com slash thequeercentric. There'll even be a link on our website. Boy, with all this fun stuff, how will we ever have time to record the show? Yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you about your workload. Uh Uh-oh. But one of the things I want to talk about as we as we continue to talk about things, but I'm going to throw some things that are happening right now in, which is as an artist, your hope is to make an impact. Your hope is mm-hmm. that no matter what you choose to put your, you know, stake your flag in and say, this is how I want to express myself. Um, yeah. I want to talk because it happened. And I think, I don't know any, at least in the gay community, we were all shook yeah. when Leslie Jordan, when it was announced that he was in a car accident in Hollywood and he was That's 67 insane. years, 67 yeah. years old and he passed. He, because I think, you know, you would if you were in West Hollywood, if you were in, you would eventually run into this man. If you were in Palm yeah. Springs, you'd run. He was kind to everyone that at least I yeah. I knew. And then we get this scary, and you know, and they keep telling us, well, he probably had you know a medical emergency um, mm-hmm. that made him lose control and run in, right? Run into a building. But he impacted seeing the tributes going on, not only in the queer community but in the the straight heterosexual community. It's amazing how many people's lives he touched. I mean, I, that's yeah. the dream. That's the gold standard. He, he sort of had a career re- reawakening uh, during did. COVID. He, he was headed to the studio oh, when this sure. happened. Yeah. He was doing yeah. Call Me Cat with uh, oh. Mayim Bialik, and he was he had a call, and he was supposed to be there. Uh, and that's where he was headed when he hit hit the, the wall. I really... Uh, I. I because I'm not like one of those people that are like so into Leslie. I mean, I know about him and I lo- obviously yeah, I really, really so liked funny. him. I, everybody liked him. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't follow him on social media. So I actually went to his social media as soon as I heard. And his last video that he posted, he said, hey, I'm making some some music in his last song. Yeah. And he's saying, dang, that right. that like that hurt me listening to I him. I saw singing. that. Man, yeah. like it, 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 and it's one of those things where people try to like subscribe meaning to different things that happen. It's like it is so, just so weird yeah. that he's singing songs about going to heaven yeah. the day yeah. before the day he before. dies. That's so it's insane. Yeah, now, and he was like talking diff- about how much like yeah, how much gospel meant to him too, right? and how much right. you know the That's- friend that helped him write the song. I was like, ooh, I got chills all over my body. I, I, I hope he recorded something. Uh, prof- like he got in studio and recorded something. Uh, he ha- hopefully he was recording an yeah. album. Well, he said uh, he plans on this. recording this yeah. song. So I, I, yeah. I don't, yeah. He was doing a gospel album. Yeah, yeah. And so I think there are some things in the vault that w- no doubt will be will be released. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, so over, it's one thing for the world, for those of us t- that saw it, we read it, it was there. Is it a different vibe there? Because you're right there in the world where he existed a lot of the time. Well, it's crazy because, like, you know, there's so many celebrities that, have impacted me when they had passed away, like Amy yeah. Winehouse and things oh. like that. Even Anne Hayes, like I thought I was right? such a fan of her work. She was such an incredible artist. Yeah. But Leslie Jordan is, I've, I've never seen personal stories to the degree yeah. that I saw with him. Like it was just kind of like, cause you usually be like, Oh, I love their music. I love what they did. Blah, blah, blah. They were like, 
I was in Palm Springs and Leslie Jordan pulled me aside. He was like, he's like, you're a shorty like me. We got to stick <laughs> together. It was kind of like every story was like very, like very personal. Yes. And it wasn't even just like, he was so nice to me at the airport. Yeah. Like he was like, actually like he'd take me out to dinner and blah, 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 blah. Like he was kind of like yeah, such a kind soul. But yeah, I was like in, you know, and it's not weird to be in Hollywood because I live in right. West Hollywood. So it's not that far, but I was that morning too. And I was just kind of like, you fucking kidding me? Cause I saw like yeah. somebody post a like, yeah the original like the tmz photo and i was like yeah no shit i know really? it was that horrible moment i mean i was at work with with the you know i woke up to admittedly a bunch of right-wing people that i work with and i was just socked in the gut yeah you know what i mean it, it, it's so funny yeah. because you think of someone at his age and you're like oh well i guess life could happen to you but you it, it feels like leslie would have just lived forever i don't know it, it mm-hmm. he, despite despite how uh, sometimes he did seem a little frail or you know but yeah. he still just seemed like one of those people that's just gonna keep chugging along right i remember well, watching he's like, him. he's like a betty white type of exactly yes. you know? exactly. exactly i remember watching his feller hunker downers in the instagram <laughs> during the pandemic because that's where you know, people yeah, are like the whale. My yeah, my, whale my boyfriend's shit. my fo- boyfriend's uh, ringtone is literally uh, whale shit. What y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the and that's I mean g- good for him. But the other eerie thing that that you know his he talks about his family a lot and you know growing up in the south and his dad died when he was eleven years old in a plane crash, and so it was like come on. Do we need to do, do? Do we have to do this again? Well, and you he know? Was, what, what what hurts my heart a little bit too is he was his mother's primary caretaker. Yes, uh, she he, has to be yeah. in her late eighties, early nineties, like in her nineties. Yeah. Uh, and he was the one who was looking after her, you know. Yeah. And and it's just, I, it, it's it also just, just kind of like you know, like I I can only imagine. I don't whatever medical emergency it was. Like my right. brain is like hypothesizing like if someone has a seizure while they're driving right. or something. It's kind of just like. That to me is just even more senseless. It's like yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. Just of all the t- still... of all the chances of him just happening to be driving, you know, yeah. and, and then also you know in Hollywood, him not being at a stop. Like yeah. I mean, <laughs> <just> the chances, <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I think so. What I just keep trying to to take away from it is that how amazing, like you were saying, Sean, the stories of how actually. Uh, personable and a good person. I remember when I, I right. was, I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma when I was in my early thirties and mm-hmm. I worked at a spa and he, it was his favorite spa and he would come to Tulsa and he, it was the first time I, I mean, I knew who he was first time I'd ever seen him. He <laughs> would show up in a fur coat, a of big course. hat and have an entourage of gay men around him. And he no, was, his, no, his, he's literally his character from Will and Grace. Yes. Beverly Leslie. Yes. And he was the most fabulous creature I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. I was just like, bigger I mean, than what a babe type when he was younger babe. too. He was such a babe, by I the way. Oh, like, yeah. I was look shocked. Up. I saw a picture of him from the seventies, and I was like, yeah. the fuck? Oh yeah. He was. Bright. Who is this? Yeah, and Long-haired he still stayed. Seventies. Exactly. His first He's acting a- coach told him he was too gay for Hollywood. And he said, what are you talking about? Yeah, he was like, fuck that. (laughs) He's like, well, shit. (laughs) Yes, I'll do it anyways. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. I love it. But that's the kind of artist I think we 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 strive to be is to make those impacts on people with this what you choose right. to do to express yourself right. and so, i know a lot of his his recovery too and stuff i think yeah. from addiction was a part of that because yep. Yep. a huge tenet of that is kind of like what how can you be of service to the people around you i was right. seeing testimonies from people on instagram them saying that i was in the same i was in the same one of the same uh, sort of recovery groups as uh yeah. as he was <laughs> and how encouraging yeah. he was and how he would basically he took time to sit down with everybody in the group and just sort of kind of talk through with things and give some advice about what worked for him. Yeah. Um, and, and just how he, he was such a selfless, like he, he his time was so valuable, but it seems yeah. like he was willing to give it to everybody. Yeah. 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 Like, I just, I, mean, it's, I, it's heartbreaking. What a great person. Yeah, exactly. But I think also it's just kind of like, you know, like it's, it just goes to, you know, show that like, you know, some people are just too good for this world in a right? way, you know, and right. Betty White was such a cunt, which is probably why she died so <laughs> so late, you know? Endless Hollywood stories about that, her, yeah, right? Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, I, she was awful. It's so <laughs> she true. She was the worst. Like, I, had ice, I had an ice cream cone. She slapped it out of my hand and stomped it on the ground. <laughs> right. 
exactly. Yeah, she I... literally ran over one of my relatives <laughs> once and then backed up and did it again. Exactly. Said, she said to me, she, she said, was like, she, Halle she Berry. Said, no one will ever believe you. She drove away. <laughs> yes, she, she pulled exactly. a Caitlyn Jenner before Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. So many of those <laughs> Well, what I love, so my favorite thing about uh, reading about pop culture is when I see artists who use their their joy like he did but also it came out this week that paramore's Haley williams uh did a let she penned a letter to her queer marginalized fans and because there was an incident when i i believe it was at the vegas show they were doing where there was racism and there was some homophobia and she decided it happens too much in, in, as she says, the punk realm. So she wanted to do something that said, first of all, we condemn this. Second of all, punk is a place for all of us, and it always has been, and it needs to yeah. be safe yeah. for these people. And I for thought sure. she didn't have to say shit. You know what I mean? Like, we can all just be like, eh, it wasn't me. <laughs> it's people at my show. It's fuck that. But she didn't. She actually, it was a very sweet letter that she wrote. And I thought, to take the time, to do that at all is nice to see an artist that steps outside of themselves for sure to, you know, not be a dick basically, which is yeah. my philosophy in life. Let's just be less of a dick every day. That's what we got. <laughs> right. My thing is like, it's also, I think it's the bare minimum as an artist. Yeah. I'm like, we're kind of a, afforded these like crazy careers or at least experiences, if not full careers, but like, right. it's not hard to be like, it's wrong to be a bad person. <laughs> like it's really not like, and I think, no, and I think I'm not denigrating anything she said. I think that's amazing. Right. But I think that like the fact that most artists don't do that, like either shows kind of like a different perspective than perhaps is not as palatable, or it's just somebody that's afraid to like ruffle even the wrong. They don't feather, want to rock the boat. The, right. The, right. And I'm like, well, I'm like, there's not a, vote to be rocked when it comes to like being like a genuinely like just right. like, a decent person like exactly. you're not like it, it's not fucking like the the fact that like you know perspectives on you know human rights and and treating people like equals has become a radical point of view it is or, sort of or, has, or yeah. I guess i guess has always been one i suppose but, but like, it does feel crazy. like it's heightened all the time public figures will sort of tiptoe you know they're like yeah yeah it's like Oh well, I don't want racists to not come to my movie. Yeah. I mean, I if don't we're know. if we're willing to, uh, it's let... because the industry is run by money. You know? Yes, it's unfortunate. Exactly. It's run by numbers. Yeah. I mean, why it's do you think by, that like, uh, Adidas came out and said, "Well, we haven't said that we've kicked Kanye out." Well, now it but officially... we're it's under uh, we're under advisement. That it was what finally, I saw yesterday. Did they finally, finally get officially rid of him? happened? And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. He yeah. they finally said, "Okay, we're parting with him." They said, mm -hmm. like annually, they have like two hundred fifty million dollars of net profit that comes from having business with him. They also own the rights to his designs and the label for his <laughs> shoes. So he he actually apparently got kicked out of Skechers' office. He today. did because he showed yeah. up. Yeah, he showed yeah. up there, uh, and they just said, "We're not doing business with you either." And they got him right out of there. And this is what I want uh, Haley Williams' story to be just as loud as we're giving Yay or whatever the fuck he calls himself Kanye. these days. I'm calling yeah. him Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, the, asshole. The, is who that is? Did you see what he said on the podcast too? He was just—he was asking for He's, it. Yeah. He said, "Isn't it funny that I can—I could can say bad stuff about Jews and I will not lose my deal with Adidas? Isn't that funny? <gasps> I can say anything I want Don't about any race, and, and then the next day they're like, oh, actually, you can't.' <laughs> we're, yeah. we're gonna get rid of that. Right. But, also, yeah. I think it's hilarious for those who don't know the like the sort of the CEO of Skechers is like. She is, she is family, honey. <laughs> she is like, I'm like, I'm like, you went to the wrong shoe yeah, place. Yeah, that is like, not you, your friend. I'm like, girlfriend's not going to let you have that. Go to like, uh, <laughs> go to like goose step shoes or something like that. And maybe they'll take you right. in. Right. I was just, and that's what gets me because. They won't because he's black. I'm like, yeah. that's the problem. Oh, too. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, he's in a, like, he's in a weird spot. Right. I it is know. very. It's a weird spot for anybody who's a, of a marginalized community to be. It's like Candace Owens. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? That like yeah. your your platform is. You think that you're. I don't know. It's if, it if you're a black like man aligning trauma. yourself with white supremacists, then you're doing yeah. something wrong. And you think that that. Well, and here's the other thing. You know, um, uh, host of the Daily Show. Why can't I think? Trevor Noah. Oh, Trevor Noah yeah. came out because on a break during the show when he was taping the show, someone said. Um, you know, why are, why have you not made jokes about Kanye? And I have to say, I, I think Kanye's earned all of the commentary that we're giving him, but at the same time he goes, this is what makes me sad. He's so rich that we all know 
that uh, he has a mental disorder and he takes meds. And when he's off meds, a lot of these things start happening. He goes, why aren't we saying to Kanye before all this goes down? Hey, buddy, uh, you're off your meds. It's getting a little out of hand. But we don't because he's got all this money and no one wants to. Uh, we well, just want to be a we? bunch of yes men. R- who's we? I mean, this the public, obviously not. But right. like, he has people around him that maybe they are. I, mean, I guess we don't know. I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would hope so. He's a millionaire with like a team of hundreds of people. Which a bunch of know, yes right? men probably. But they're also yeah. like, hey, it's easier for us to give you yeses when you're giving us stuff that's easy to say yes yeah. to. Yeah, you know. yeah. So I mean, so this is where I think uh, Trevor know a way to take the the high road. Um, I'm not going to take it, but I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, Kanye is getting crazy, like fucker, like reel it in, and then let's talk about people like Haley Williams more. That's trying to give a safe place, right. create a safe well, yeah, world. Yeah, but it's, it's not. Yeah, but it's not. There's no chaos, and like exactly. media is obsessed with chaos. Oh yeah, we and want also, reality show ever. It does get the clicks. And to, and to, and to be honest, like, you know, like mental illness, it's not fair for people that have the same disorders who are unmedicated right? that don't do things like this because exactly. like he's, he's also an asshole. Like yeah. he is definitely living with mental illness, right? but he's also a jerk. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. just that, like, the- it's not, it's, it's not as obviously it's, that's such a nuanced thing. And I know that's such right. a blanket statement to make, but like, you know, like there's, I think he's been on his best day. Yeah. I mean, the effort it takes for someone who has bipolar schizophrenia, like um, the effort it takes to stay just getting your life. And then he's out here just making everybody think even worse about people who are dealing with real things. And it's also traumatic. Yeah. 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 We've taken that conversation. Well, him alone has taken that conversation back. Uh, well, and what I, I'm always conflicted too, because w- even even when he's on his meds and everything, he chooses to continue to be a public figure when he knows that he has these bouts. Yeah, a- and there are plenty of people that have like celebrities in history that have said, you know what, um, my personal health and well being, I'm going to prioritize those, or the well being of my family, or what have right. you. I'm going to I'm going to pull away from uh, being a public figure. Just, it's just I can, you know I can't imagine being like the thing is it's you know it's so much fame is a traumatic experience. I think yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that like I I do feel empathetic or compassionate towards him. Like right. it's got to be an incredibly compounding situation because even this press feeds yeah. the trauma too. Like we're not helping yeah. this person right. by making this a headline either. Like I, I just like, I, I'm sort of the devil's advocate. I always think, hey, he probably has enough money to live off of for the rest of his life if he adjusts the way that he lives. Like if he if he gets a cheaper house and gets a cheaper car and right. stops you know buying what right. he's buying. Oh, he's, for, like he's he, he fine, could yes. he could pull away from public you know the public and and yeah. focus on his mental health and he could yeah. get to a better spot while not needing to continue to make money even though he lost three fourths of his wealth by by ending this deal. Right. Um, right. You know he still has. Well, a, I think a, that's a really, he's future really earnings. So yeah. hope. Hopefully he has a smart well, money. His, his net he worth is now was, yeah. yeah only five hundred million dollars when it used to be you know right. up two billion. So <laughs> I can't that, even look at. But that. that's also net worth too. Net worth. Not, his sure. wealth is probably much more than that too. I, mean, I guess yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Net net worth is sort of kind of this like digital. Maybe that helps like, my point. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that it, yeah. if, oh, if, no, if, no, if no. you get like, the right people around him, then he 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 should make that choice for himself yeah. and for his family. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, dude. I hope he does too. And honestly, like, I think that redemption is like, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't believe in cancel culture I don't in yeah. m- most ways. I don't care enough to hate like, the guy. Like, I just, I just don't like, like Harvey Weinstein, not, not so much forgiving, but like, right. you know, Bill Cosby, no, <laughs> right. like, you know, when it comes to like somebody that's like, you know, going through a period just, of time and, yeah. and being yeah. surrounded by yes people and being surrounded by so much money and so much, you know, so much opportunity and wealth right. and, and his fans, you know, I, I saw a meme that like chilled me to the bone. That was like, you know, the reason why we're speaking out is for, you know, obvious for obvious reasons. And also I think the statistic, whether or not I'm paraphrasing or if it's actually correct, they're like, you know, there's roughly like 15 million Jews in the world and he has 18 million followers on Instagram. This is why oh. this is important. Yes, exactly. And like, I don't think we do think about that. We don't boil it down to these very important facts. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely don't, believe don't because facts. we had a president for four years that yeah. was the product of that as well. Like, exactly. I'm like, this is what happens when people. And I think that people honestly are attracted to not being perfect, which I think is also like the 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 backlash of social media. I'm like, I think that Trump became popularized because a well, he emboldened 
racists and bigots right. and whatever, but like he, but also because the people that maybe aren't those things also just saw him as a person didn't have to play by the rules because we're so sick of having to be like prim and proper being like, if you're in the public eye, we don't right. ever say anything honest, you know, like, and yep. I think that, you know, whether or not I don't agree with pretty much anything Trump has ever said, right? but he's his sort of like tent pole was this like aggressive honesty, whether or not he's even feeling the same way, but like, you know, it really, embolden all these people to be like, yeah, yeah, that's like me. Yeah. Yeah. And now like, the ugly is full think. display. Yeah. Full display I mean, assholes yeah. as they carry guns in Arizona to ballot boxes. It just, it, yeah, it takes us to a whole other world. Well, also, as we, yeah, the thing is, yeah. Anyways, let's swerve. I know. <laughs> we do a lot here. As we begin to slow down, this show actually comes out the day before Halloween, which is very oh, exciting. And I feel very appropriate. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Um, I'm actually I'm 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 going to an event and I'm going as Pugsley Adams, but <gasps> with like a bunch of friends and oh. just kind of because the thing is like so there's this like big thing. The theme was Austin Powers, and I'm just like oh, oh. I can't like I I loved Austin <laughs> Powers as like the movies were like silly like whatever. Right. right? Also like a million years ago, but I'm like this is not like a Halloween thing. This is like a frat party thing where like right. guys say yeah baby all night long. <laughs> it is very but, fun to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> absolutely. But no, so I'm going with a few friends, and but I and like it's the, the first time I've done like a a Halloween party in like. Literally years, not even just the pandemic. I'm like, I typically, for somebody who loves Halloween as I do, yeah, it's like New Year's where like it always comes up kind of like, you know, like short and you're like, all right, I'm like watching a movie by myself. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't think about it until like you're like, it's two days away. What? Yeah. Those kinds yeah. of things. But I do hope your social media will have a Pugsley Adams picture. Yeah. Which is also like not, I mean, like, trust me, like my eyes are rolling too it's like the most like un- unimaginative but costume fun. but like fun though but i'm also like i have i'm performing at palm springs pride in november 4th that's so right i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to go out like guns blazing on halloween because i need right. to be like you know I've, I've learned that you know i've learned over many years that you need to you know like it takes a lot to be in yeah. enough energy to like jump around for 45 minutes that's like I know a yeah. lot of people probably it's like it's you know it's like the the craziest cardio workout <laughs> right I'm singing I'm, I'm out of breath t- telling one of my another long-winded rambles but like it's kind of like you know <laughs> i remember because when we got because when i was on tour with garbage that half the tour got canceled because everyone essentially got sick with covid yeah. and i remember it was like the third night we had like four nights i believe like out of the eight that were scheduled, it was a very capsule thing too. And garbage is like Shirley and the band are very, very much like planning with care and responsibility to the, to the crew, right. to everyone working. They're like, the reason why they booked it for only eight shows is because in 2021, they're like, you know, we don't know what we're going to do next mm. year. We don't know if it's going to work. Like we don't know if right. like COVID's going to kind of like have an effect. So let's not book, you know, the entire world over and see what happens. But right. Anyways, but I remember the third night, I was just kind of like, I was, I wasn't sick yet, but I was, I I remember being so tired, like in song two, like of the set or whatever, I was like, kind of like, kind of like walking around, but I was like, I was still jumping around, but in my mind, I was like, I'm like, don't stand still. I'm like, the second you like stand still, because I was like, I was like, it feels so good, like, to just stop for a second. Like, it's so cozy right here. I (laughs) I just want to go to sleep right here. My knees have fallen like a horse. Seriously, pretty much. Like, and just kind of like have my like you know band play the rest of the music. As and I they'll say, oh, he's right. getting shocked again. We need to. Have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need a to cute play. little nap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and did I, you announce something? Who is uh, going to be down there when you're you're doing Palm Springs Pride? Oh, performing with. So I didn't actually get the the lineup until, or I I, I didn't know where the lineup was because I am also like very much like you know as much as I <laughs> enjoy social media, I'm like, where do I get this information? But. <laughs> I guess like Pussy Riot's playing. Yes. Like, yeah. Which is insane. Like that's kind that of like crazy. I was so in- impressed with just the the choice to do that and right. you know to have that amazing, incredible. Like they're, they're such you know they're you know they're not just musical icons they're political icons. Yes. Like they're just yeah. They have like done actual, a lot. Right. Yeah. Like crazy rebellion and also just that they're extremely active with 
the Russian government or rebellious <laughs> yeah. against and all, all the above and kind of with all, you know, all things dealing with, you know, I these mean, topics. A lot of artists just don't want to even touch. Exactly. Like, no. Yeah, they've never been afraid. Never. They just go right in. And so remind the people who listen to our show, when is Palm Springs Pride? Because it's never, people are always so shocked, but it's too hot in the summer to have Palm Springs Pride. So they're smart and they have it in November. I think they're smart too, because I think they do it because there's so many pride festivals, oh, especially on, on in Southern California and yeah. in, in like June and July, it's always those two things. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many overlapping dates. I think they're smart to have it, but also because it's the literal fucking desert. It's, it's right. going to be November 4th through the 6th. Love. And I am playing on the 4th on that Friday, like nice. 6.30 p.m. But I'm excited too because, like you know, they have they have such an amazing setup. The light show's incredible. They have an LED yeah. wall, so I've been working on visuals for that as well. And I'm glad that, like you know, we're in the fall because that means I actually you get to see the visuals and the lights like as they should be, like you know, at nighttime because Pride festivals are always like during the day into the night too. So like right. it's a it's a blessing to get booked at any time. But it's always kind of like there's always that like little tiny like selfish detail where you're like oh man it's the afternoon they're not gonna see anything you know. But yeah. So this would be cool to kind of like not have to and cut corners with any of the experience. Because you're in the desert, it stays warm, so you can stay late. You're not gonna freeze. Well, it's gonna be seventy four degrees. I think I've already checked. Oh, and it goes down to freezing 52. in uh, Southern California. It is. Yeah. <laughs> 60 yeah, degrees is when everybody's like, this is too much. And you pull well, out listen, your it's been like It was like 90 degree stuff like finally ended last week. And I'm yeah. like, I, I, I can't stress how much like as a person, as an East Coast baby from Massachusetts, yeah. like I sometimes greatly resent it being <laughs> hot and sunny all the time. Like I know right. that sounds crazy, but it really does. Like you have to have variety. It variety. feels like you're in, yep, that's what like, I hear in an insane. Like it's like an insane asylum. I hear people say that it it doesn't feel like we have weather. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like exactly. Like it rains once, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I can have different emotions right now. Other than being like, what are you guys doing? We should go to the beach. Right. When you figure, if you wear if you wear a single strip of cloth to Pride, then if the weather does dip, then you're going to be feeling it. But you know, other than that, it it does throughout the year. It is nice to have a little bit. What do you mean if? I'm like I, I, you know, thumbs up to all those that can do that. I'm typically like a, I'm just I'm very much a layered outfit kind of kind of gal, but. The other great thing about going to Palm Springs is it is the land of the bears. So I always loved going there because I could layer up and it wouldn't matter. People are like, yeah, that's oh, the absolutely. bear outfit. That is exactly how that, that should be. A button up and, uh, yeah, and dress shoes. Yeah. And I wear a flannel now that I'm in the Northwest and I like it. You, you bought your first and flannel. So Palm Springs is just nice. I mean, like, I feel yeah. like Los Angeles is like haunted by such strange energies. I'm like, it's oh, nice yeah. to just kind of like literally like go anywhere for like a few days. So, oh, and me and my yeah. bandmates and a couple of friends are getting a house. For, oh, that's uh, my favorite. We're thing going like through like for a few days. So it's gonna be like yeah. a nice little Airbnb nice. vacation. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't really gotten to do that like in a long time. So, and it's See? not really anything extravagant. It's going to be just us probably like, cause there's like a, a jacuzzi and like a grill in the backyard. I'm yeah. like, so I'm like, I'm not going to be going anywhere. I'm no. a, I'm a sucker for a jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, that's what I would do every year is I would uh, rent a house with friends in Palm Springs. It's my favorite mm. thing to do. So I will be taking planes from now on because I can't miss it anymore. But uh, really quickly, why don't you tell our listeners, where can they find out more about you? I, <coughs> pardon me as I cough. <laughs> uh, I'm like nowhere. Now, I think Instagram's probably where I post the most because okay. I, have, I have a lot of music videos coming out over the next few months and a lot of them for are from the first two singles too it's kind of like it's gonna become this whole cinematic event and like my skill set has gotten so much better since i started right. in 2020 with like my visual stuff but um yeah. instagram for sure because like I, I just you know i post there regularly it seems to be the easiest platform to get you know twitter still confounds me and <laughs> and it's and i feel like it's is, on the know, other side of the members. hill now yeah yeah well now that elon musk you, bought yeah it he's too, gonna make like, it all great. great oh yeah Oh yeah, not. It's not going to be parlor. It's not. He swears. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> whatever. Sure people can have their platform. I'm like, let's not do that. Actually, I'm like, some people shouldn't have a platform. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, and we will live without it. Well, everybody, please go check out Glass Battles music. It's absolutely amazing. And there's new. So listen, you have this uh, small spread of time. 
go catch up on everything he's ever done. Okay. And then you'll be ready for the new stuff. Oh, okay. I know. See how I did that? That would be that would be great. But Sean, my friend, it is so good to hear your voice. I'm gonna uh, have to bug you on you a, on a phone call after uh, one of these days. Uh, after yes. this, yes, no, we need to catch up for sure. Yes, thank you guys. Do. Thank you everyone. Like this has been so much fun. Like I was just excited that Jonathan asked me, and I knew that he always works with such great people too. So yeah. it was you know, a pleasure. I try. Don't give them too big a heads, though. That's <laughs> it's already done for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love I you. I quit after this show. <laughs> yeah, right. I love you with all my heart, and thank you for giving our fans something to uh, something new and wonderful to check out, or to just fangirl out on you because they already love you. So yes, absolutely. And well, have a you, wonderful Halloween and Pride down in down in Palm Springs. You too, honey. I'll okay. talk to you soon. Okay. Thank Bye. you, guys. Bye. Well, and that, of course, was Glass Battles. Uh, like he said, find him on Instagram. Uh, he has some amazing theatrical videos you can go look at. It's always fun to talk to Sean. Um, the reason, Tom, you probably noticed that him and I get along is because we can just ramble, ramble, ramble. And I love it. It's, it, it's great for podcasts. Thing. It's better than yeah. dead air. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. So him and I used to have four-hour coffees. You know, that's just how that goes. With one coffee? <laughs> with, Oh, please. Is it ever one coffee with me? No. No. Every, every 45 minutes, you, you grab another. Exactly. So that was like, I feel like we're going to have to have uh, so many guests that come on. I'm like, there has to be a part two. And there will be. We'll, we'll have Sean back when the, the album The drops. important part is they need to feel like there should be a part two. So <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm like, why do you keep saying no to me? I thought you would come back on. <laughs> no, we're, we're pretty lucky around here. Remember, uh, you can check out the podcast, even the one that's out, uh, any of the last eight or nine that have been out. Please go to uh, www.thequeercentric.com. As you heard in a commercial a little earlier, remember now we have Patreon. It's very exciting. It's new. It's fresh. It's cool. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. Um, so we have lots of things to give away. If you want to support us, it's as little as $3 uh, all the way up. You can actually do whatever you want. You can do a blank. Oh, I want to give them $8,000. Uh, we'll take it. We'll be a little uh, mad because you didn't pick one of our tiers, but we'll, we'll figure out what to do with the money. Because you get yeah. cool things with the tiers. But anyways, check that out at, at uh, patreon.com slash thequeercentric. But until next time, children. Bye. Bye. Bye.